slipped in behind Florenzi now. Ronaldo! Oh! Cristiano Ronaldo! This is Views from the Touchline. Welcome back to Views from the Touchline, your weekly, your weekly insight into beautiful game. I'm Billy Rogers, and alongside me is my co-host, Alan Smith. Alan, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Bill. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm pretty tired. You know, just came off of a rough soccer practice. We've got a big game tomorrow up in Albright, Pennsylvania. So I'm excited for that. But, uh, you know, the season's going on. UCL got back in the swing today. That was great to see. Yep. I mean, uh, you're messy. Oh, my goodness. You Five goals in two games now? Yeah, he's, he's on fire right now. Um, oh, that was great to see. I mean, I'm very excited. You know, my team is in the UCL this year. As you guys know, you probably make fun of Arsenal all the time. No Arsenal in the Champions League. So, I mean, so is life. But uh, you got Liverpool this year in the Champions League. Yeah, How about that? Uh, well... I don't really want to talk about Liverpool, dude. <laughs> well, we'll get to weekend. Liverpool later. But, you know, this past weekend, but I'm just, I'm just, you can tell, I'm very excited for the Champions League um, to be back. You know, it's some of the best soccer uh, in in the world. You know, you have you have some great leagues like La Liga and in the EPL and all these other leagues. But you know, nothing beats the Champions League because you know you just have these big teams facing off against each other, and it's the biggest stakes in the world. Obviously, the, yep. the, the brightest lights in the world. Yeah, you know, it's some of my favorite soccer to watch. You know, that, that's what I'm. I'm very excited to see that again. Uh, what are you looking forward to this week? Oh, this week. Well, tomorrow, obviously, Liverpool-Sevilla is going to be a rematch against each other. And um, remember, if you guys remember, they played in the uh, Europa League Cup final last year. So, unfortunately, Liverpool did not come, out, come away with that. So, we're trying to get I think you're. I think you're thinking two years ago. Because Man, oh, yeah, Man, Man U won the yeah, Euro, yeah. Europa League last Excuse year. Me, two years ago. You're right. You're right. <laughs> two years ago. Which is the only reason Man U's in the Champions, Champions League now is because they won the Europa League final course, last yeah, year. Obviously, course, you can't. That's that's you gotta know that you know I got my I'm very uh, I'm down I'm down to uh I got all my stuff you know already today you know I'm very excited yeah. for episode two we're we call it we're calling it survival of the fittest yeah uh, it's it's something that we kind of thought up in the past you know, past day today you know we're thinking that it was a it was a big week to see you know the big teams like Barcelona got back on track after not playing great against Real Madrid the first weeks of the season nope. you had Arsenal come away with the win you had Chelsea come away with the win against Leicester right uh, I mean any other, any other big teams I mean Bayern did lose we, you had one or two Bayern. Bayern Fell in Germany. The Hoffenheim game was pretty tough for them. Um, you didn't really see them getting any, get any chances, get their foot in the door at, at all in that game. So I think that it was a good game for Hoffenheim. As yeah, well. I mean, yeah, I mean, just like just in general, though. We, I mean, we're talking about survival of the fittest. I think just like you'll start to see the 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 uh, the, the best of the best going to start to win, and it would just see you get back in the grind of you know each week where they have to struggle for those three points, and the right. best teams get those three points, and like that's right. where you see the best teams will win out, win and win week in week out now, and that's just like that's why our episode is titled "Survival of the Fittest." Right. You know, it's just like the fittest team, of course, of course. So and, yeah, and con- congratulations to Brighton. For winning their first ever Premier League game. Oh, well, okay, weekend. okay, yeah. awesome. So, uh, they, didn't uh, didn't Crystal Palace win also? No, oh, they they lost they actually. Lost. Yeah, yeah. Their third I was gonna say, but beat. West Ham, West Ham had their first three yeah. points of the year. That was good right. to see. They was they spent so much money this summer. It was nice to talk uh, yeah. to see them finally uh, so. finally win for the first time of the right. season. All right. Well, I mean, just as I mentioned before, on today's episode, we will discuss many of the big teams in Europe getting back to winning ways. Alan, what else? Uh, we're gonna see. To, we're also going to see that um, the upcoming fixtures this upcoming weekend. This weekend, yeah. yeah and then also, weekend. like, and like then, I mentioned, the Champions League's back, so right. we'll, we'll probably discuss that for a bit tonight. I mean, there were some, right. some great games today, so it's obviously Tuesday recording right now. So, I mean, when this comes out, hopefully, I guess Tuesday night, 
Uh, I mean, we still have some games to, to watch tomorrow. You got big uh, Tottenham Dortmund game. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. And uh, I mean, we'll obviously get to uh, anything that happened today, which is like right. Barca, Barca Juventus, great game. We're going to talk about the Mane incident that yeah. happened this past weekend. That's going to be one of them. So. Yeah, I mean, Celtic PSG, any 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 Con- of the games. Yeah, so controversial. We're coming right out right out of this like kind of this midweek kind of podcast thing. Hopefully, this is good for you guys. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely we'll preview the games that happen tomorrow. So we're kind of splitting like the UCL and in two days, obviously. Then you have Europe League Thursday with Arsenal coming. My team come back into the uh, into the European game. Kind of interesting to see how, how that goes for them. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you guys want to get connected with us, I mean, views from the touchline. We've we've been uh, growing our social media a lot this past week. We have uh, a Facebook page. We had a making Facebook page uh, this week. Uh, and our podcast is actually now it's on Blueberry also. It's a it's a, a free podcast hosting site. Uh, I, I submitted that actually to Blueberry on Monday night. So hopefully you guys can find episode one, episode two live there. Um, you can for our Twitter it's at views FTTL, and you can find us on Facebook at views from the touchline. Just put, put that in your search bar. So yep. it's views from the touchline. It's right there. Um, to read all of our latest articles on our blog, you can navigate to viewsftl.wordpress.com. And Alan, where can our fans listen to our podcast? I mentioned this before, but where else can they listen to it? Well, Burberry and then also through the blog. Yeah. And we're going to re-upload maybe through SoundCloud. Something, yeah, yeah. Something so, I mean, was, I, I, happened with I'm, them, pretty right? much, I'm pretty much in control of this. This is where Alan yeah. kind of kind of watches from the, from the touchline. Literally, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if you guys uh, need to listen to our podcast, it's on SoundCloud as well. That's pretty much our primary upload site. We'll, we'll go to SoundCloud first, and then I put it on uh, Blueberry afterwards. But actually, uh, the other night, I actually put it on to submit to iTunes for the first oh, yeah, time. Oh, did iTunes. Re- yeah, re- so I mean, it's under review for iTunes. Under review so right soon. now. I'm very excited to hopefully get this guy get this on iTunes very soon. I mean, that'd be very nice. You guys can put it on your phone. You can download it, listen to it on the go, listen to this wherever you want. So, I mean, that'd be a huge step for us. I'm, I'm very excited to, yeah. uh, you know, get that hopefully hopefully reviewed and, and, and accepted. That was that was one of our goals from the start. And, you know, episode we're already two episodes in, and this is looking like something that we can actually – Keep going with that. I'm, I'm yeah, really excited. I'm excited. Even though school's in full flex, we're going to try and keep our uh, schedule disciplined and get ourselves in here in the library every Tuesday and try to get an ep- <laughs> pump an episode out. So we'll see, yes, I mean, definitely you guys better uh, help us out on social media. You know, give us give us the follow. Like we talked about in episode one, you guys are more than welcome to you know, mention us on Twitter, ask questions, submit content, you know, anything else to talk about specific that happens. You know, we're definitely open to talking about it. You know, this is something that's not just us. We want the fans to be a part of this also. You know, if we get some fans. Yeah. <laughs> I know I we have. My mom and my dad are my fans. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, I got my, my girlfriend, you know, my, my mom, my dad. <laughs> that's, that's my fan group. Oh, yeah, exactly. But it, it's great to have people like that supporting us. You know, this is something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it's, yeah. it's definitely a great experience. But I'm very glad I have them supporting me with this, and it's mm-hmm. awesome. It will eventually grow, I think. I hope so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan, where can they follow you on social, social media as well? Can um, you just get, get to that also? Well, my Twitter is at Alan Dragon. Um, How do you spell that? <laughs> A-L-A-N-D-R-A-G-A-N. Cool. Yeah, and then also my Instagram is Alan.Smith.22. Cool. Uh, if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Billy Rogers AFC. Rogers is R-O-D-G-E-R-S. And you can follow me on LinkedIn at William Rogers. You know, this is a thing. Always get some connections as well, too. If you guys find this pretty interesting, everyone get on this. Help us out. You know, find us on our social media as well. Helps us out as well. You can kind of see our, our links to our blog, you know, to this podcast as well if you ever want to find it. Cool. Uh, but moving on, though, what are our, what are our top stories? Top week, three stories that we got going on. Well, the first one, let's just hop into this one. Mane's, uh, was it malicious or was it controversial, the Red Card City? <sighs> For me, I have to say it was controversial. I mean, we, we, were, we were scripting this earlier and we were talking kind of about how, I mean, I, I, was, I was saying, I, I kind of originally said Mane's controversial Red Card and you were like, oh, no, it's malicious. It was, I mean, what do you think? As a Liverpool right. fan, what do you think? Uh, I took a look 
I took a look back of what happens, and he was Mane was looking at the ball, but you gotta say that you knew that he wasn't gonna get there in time. You knew that any chance Ed, Ederson was gonna pop up and get that ball, but it just came to be that Mane's bottom of his boot ended up in Ederson's face. But don't you think that the ball is that that was outside of the eighteen? You know, it was the, outside of the eighteen. Doesn't the forward have every right to go for yeah, that ball? Yeah, it's, it's like it's one of those damned if you, damned if you don't moments. You know, if you go for it and it does and it and it works out and you get past the keeper, you score. And if it doesn't, <laughs> apparently you hit a goalkeeper in the head with your boot and he broke his jaw. Some, he broke his jaw. I think right. Jaw, wow. yeah, and he had to get some stitches and padded up on his face, and now he has to wear a helmet for the next month or so i think so. I'm, i don't know i i for, for me it is definitely more controversial than malicious because you know as a forward i play forward as well i think that you definitely have the right to go for that go for that ball and it's it's i mean it's a given right in soccer right. to go for a 50 50 challenge yeah, i mean league, you gotta yeah. expect those things i i definitely i definitely when i saw it at first in live action when i was watching the game i didn't think it i was kind of confused as to what happened right and then i watched it again and i definitely thought it was definitely a, a malicious challenge right. i mean dirty but this is definitely right. where you this is the controversial part where yeah. it's like is it is it was it on purpose was it accidental was it his right to go for the ball you know that's where i think it's a little controversial but like i mean definitely think once i saw it uh, again, slow slow motion. Mm-hmm. It was definitely mm-hmm. a red card. Has yeah, to be said, of course. And if if you'd say that he would just get a yellow card and no one would say anything, that'd be a little off. That'd be weird from the referee, you know. Yeah. But because that's putting the goalkeeper's life at, or health it's, at it's, risk. A, it's yeah. a head injury. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. And you have to say it's his, it's his life because you know there's been concussions. Yeah, like just Petter, not in soccer, Petter but Jack, everywhere. Yeah. Better check everywhere. That and that, uh, yeah, for that. I, that's just a scary, a scary thing to go into. You know, concussions aren't fun. So, yeah, I also, mean, Mane, Mane was actually had a lot of class after the game. He actually posted a Instagram, I think, saying that he apologizes to Ederson. That's on, always good on, to hear. Always on, good on to the, hear on the challenge, and that he hopes he has a good recovery and all that. So, I think that's very. He, that's a lot of class from Mane. All right, well, that's our first story. Our yeah. second story, you know, we're talking about. Uh, I think we're gonna talk about this a lot in our podcast, but it's kind of that struggle between Barcelona and Real Madrid. That that power struggle, you know, between uh, watching each one of them slip up sometimes, or having them having a br- brilliant performance where you have, you know, Messi and Ronaldo scoring a hat trick in separate games, you know, where they're both playing at the same time, right. just trying to outdo each other. But uh, we're talking about Barcelona getting back on track this week. They had a big five zero win over Espanyol, and then on, on on today on Tuesday they beat Juventus three zero. Messi with uh, five goals in two games. I thought that was a pretty huge story, you know. Yep. Uh, like Alan said he broke his uh, goal, goal draw against Buffon. What do you say about that? Well, every time he's faced Buffon, I don't know how many times it's been, but he has never scored against Buffon once he's played on any stage. Wow. So I feel like that's a good little, well, even though Messi's getting up there, it's still a good accomplishment for him to uh, get that. Get that tally on there, you know. Definitely, I mean, yeah, definitely with Buffon probably retiring at some point, yeah. also, and you know, just having that. He's he's been such an amazing goalie, and just to kind of see that kind of fall finally, one of the best players in the world scoring has one of the best players in the in the game. You know, putting two not one but two goals past yeah. him, both were absolutely unstoppable. Oh, you have goal to say, for me was the best one. Oh my, that that I think I think you can't give enough credit to Iniesta, the the, the pass from Iniesta. Oh yeah, he's where, but then I mean, right yeah, but him. you have to see the Messi cutting back yeah. on his left foot. Oh my, puts it puts it right. Man, it is on. it is just unreal to watch. You know, I, I'm a right footed player. I cut in my left foot. I'm just looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> Take a weak, weak left footed shy and maybe get my, a. My uh, left is just for standing on it. So. <laughs> get, get a deflection or something, but yeah. Uh, I thought also, we'll talk about this later, but I thought uh, Dan Blay looked pretty dangerous too. Oh, yeah. and his, on his debut, he had an assist. And uh, I mean, he looked pretty dangerous against Juventus tonight as well. That was pretty he impressive. Sh- I, I think he shut everyone up from saying, "Oh, he's not going to." Pro- like what I said last week, what, he's not going to provide for Barcelona what you think he is from what uh, Neymar was doing and etc. But he did actually. He actually wasn't too bad, even though everyone was slandering him because of his 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 uh, 
what is it? His presentation, he was like messing around. With the oh phone. yeah, he ju- yeah he yeah. could. I I thought it was pretty funny though. You know how yeah. we, we talked about this last week probably, but how they had these people juggling out in front of all the fans. Yeah. And you got Paulinho kicking the ball t- five yards in front yeah, of him, taking right. this awful touch, and then same thing with Dembele trying to do these around the world and doesn't, just not yeah, be able to do this. It doesn't matter as long as you provide in the final third of the field. That's all you need to do. And yeah. Yeah, I agree. Dembele's assist this past this past yeah. week was pretty nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk more about it later. But uh, our third story of the day also is uh you know. Talk about Neymar Mbappe, uh, what's it called, coming back, that 5-0 route this weekend. Yeah. Oh, five, 5-1, five, I should say, against, against Mets. Yeah. And then they have another another 5-0 against Celtic tonight. tonight it's, yeah. You have to say their attack is looking pretty pretty damn awesome, yeah. pretty damn good I mean, and all, dangerous as well. You also got to put in that Cavani is an unsung hero on that team. Oh, my God. I, I, we were, unsung we were, hero. We were scripting this tonight, and uh, I mean, we'll talk about this later also, but he had two goals tonight again, and he had two goals on the weekend, the game we're looking forward to, uh, the, the Mets game. To see uh, Mets versus PSG, I mean, their first, uh, the first with uh, Neymar and Mbappe in the same team. But uh, I just think that their their attack it looks absolutely devastating. And uh, what ten goals now in two games for for the entire games. team? Yeah, I think you have to say it's one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest stories. I mean, looking forward in the in the Champions League, I think that PSG could definitely be a legitimate PSG force going forward. Legitimately go very far in this competition. I, I have to agree. Uh, well, well, we'll touch more on PSG later. Yeah. But. Um, we we were looking forward to some matches last week. You know, we had we were previewing matches uh, to watch last week. We had the Man City Liverpool game. Oh we had God. Arsenal Bournemouth, and we had Man United Stoke. First off, we'll, we'll we'll get more into this Man City Liverpool game. We just talked about about Mani earlier, but I mean, after that red card, it was it ended up being five zero. After that red card, though, do you think that do you think Liverpool should defend it better? Do you think that it was just it wouldn't have made a difference? If you don't think so? Off the field. All right. If he was on the field, if they gave him a yellow card, he was still on the field. They would still would have put. I think they would have put more goals away. Because I think that Mane, I mean, I'm, yeah. My question though is, do you think that take the red card away in eleven eleven? Do you think Man City still goes out of this game five five oh, zero ahead? Sure. You think so? We never. Uh, we sorry. Liverpool never had a footing in the game in the first place. Okay. From the from the kickoff, you saw that there was no momentum going forward. With yeah. Liverpool. And did Aguero score before the red card? I, yes, I, yes. Yes. As well. So yeah. You're gonna say the defense right now is in shambles. You really can't find a, a pinpoint a person in that team where you can depend on the in in your own defensive half where you can say okay. You can you can sort of count on them to take care of the one v ones and in in their area, but at this point, we need a we need to find someone in the January yeah. market. We cannot deal. I with have to. Them. I have to. You know, laugh at a Oxley Chamberlain. Oh he goes. God. He goes from. Being a player, Going, <laughs> being routed against Liverpool, and then joining Liverpool, and then losing five zero again. Right. <laughs> I saw, I saw some stuff on social media. Yeah, I was, the I was laughing. Were... Yeah, he he went nine zero two games in a row. That was kind of, or I I should say oh nine two games in a row. Oh my gosh, that, that's kind of funny. Uh, Do you think he's a snake? Do you think he's a snake for moving? You no, know, I, I honestly like we talked about this last week, but I don't think like it's too much of a deal to me, uh, a big deal to me, because you know it's one of these guys who he would just run forward and take the ball out of bounds, honestly, yeah. a lot of time. But you know his end product wasn't that fantastic, yeah. and I think that like if he if he truly didn't want to play, he was playing left wing back for Arsenal. He's yeah. not a left wing back. He's let's not, be honest. Yeah. He uh, if he wants to play midfield, center midfield, or right right wing, uh, cool, do do your thing. Like I don't think that you know he's leaving for all this money and stuff, or, or for because he he they Arsenal offered him. $180,000 and he turned it down. Exactly. So, I mean, like, the money's there, obviously. So, like, I just think that for his for his career, I thought that was a smart move for his career, obviously, to, yeah. to play in his primary position. And he said it was him. his childhood club that he wanted to play for eventually. Well, whatever, whatever, whatever he says to that, cool. Yeah, I, I don't... Mean, yeah. I mean, I don't see him as a snake, to be honest. And this is not this is being non-biased. I'm trying to be as not biased as possible with this. But I think that, all right, he sees what Jurgen Klopp is doing with that club and he sees what's happening at, with Arsene Wenger at, at Arsenal. Arsenal Wenger is not really taking steps te- steps forward 
with the tactical and trying to make things happen. With Jurgen Klopp, you're seeing in and out. He's trying to improve players like Trent Alexander-Arnold, the young guy coming through, and him starting his first season as a first-team player and making his impact. So yeah. I think that he wants to be under that arm. Oxlade Chamberlain wants to be under Jurgen Klopp's arm and tell him, "All right, you can become this good if you do this." this Definitely, and this yeah, because he, he's still he's still very young. In, yeah, with respect to him, yeah. yeah. But I mean, uh, moving on though, let's talk about we we how do we think uh, Arsenal responded against Bournemouth? They uh, won three zero. Welbeck is on fire. Yeah. Welbeck is on fire. And it's a good problem. It's a good problem for Arsenal. Definitely, you know yeah. I, mean? I thought Lacazette's goal was very nice. Yeah. He took that very well. But I mean, I don't want to talk too much about Arsenal or Liverpool, our fair teams. Yeah. I, but uh, I, I just think, though, it was definitely a good response. But I think that you can't look too far ahead, though, because you got Chelsea, Chelsea next, right away yeah. next weekend uh, on Sunday after a uh, Europa League game on Thursday as well. So, I mean, you definitely have to... That that game on Thursday, Europa League is definitely crucial. Getting win out of that, That's you know, be very hard. getting back on their feet in in Europe, I think. But uh, it definitely was good to see him win at home again. And you know, with all three of very very nice goals oh, yeah. um, from Welbeck and then from Lacazette, I, I just think that it was a good response. You know, to to losing to Liverpool and obviously seeing Liverpool lose, that was nice. But Who would you rather see play in the in, in your forward in your forward three for Arsenal? A Giroud, Lacazette, and as in the, the, the target as man the, as a target man. Who would you rather see as a target man? Uh, for for me, I really think it depends on the game because you know you have some games where they play Stoke and like that's where you want to have Giroud up top because he's such a big physical yeah. presence. But then you play these teams like Bournemouth where you can turn you can turn on the man. turn on the ball and you know attack the goal. Where I think that that Lacazette's what Arsenal misses. Like you would never see Giroud get that shot where Lacazette had him put up mm-hmm. top ninety with his right foot. I mean, sure you see him hit the one time with his left foot. Mm-hmm. Off off a pass, but you know, Lacazette right. had it was a very good combination. He was able to take a touch and then hit it upper ninety. So I mean, I have to say, I think Lacazette is first choice. Yeah, but I do think you know, circumstantially, it really depends on what kind of game you're you're playing, and that's what I have to say. But okay, well, I mean, our in last your, in your in your personal sorry to extend on in your personal opinion. Who would you rather see play the most out of those three? Lacazette, just because okay. just because the amount of money that was spent on him, I think that you should use the money. I mean, you should get yeah. get your get your money's worth. Your basically what you invested in. Yeah, but all right. all right. Well, that's enough. But our our fair teams. You know, we touched on that a little bit. Uh, our last match we're looking forward to was Man U Stoke. Uh, we are we are very excited. Uh, we're very excited to see that. And it's also our match of the week. Um, it, it was a great great game. What do you think about the game? Well, Chubo Moting helps everyone else in the league sort of. Secure their place, I guess, for another. That was week. nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was definitely nice to see Man U drop points because uh, you know they they've been on fire. You have to say they look like at that point was the best team in the EPL yeah. at that point. I mean, it has to be said. But I think it was. I think Stoke is such a tough place to play at, and you can't you you can't fault teams for, for dropping points at Stoke because you know it's such a tough play, a tough place to play. Yeah. Well, also you have new players like Hesse coming in. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. You you have to say also like you look at Stoke four years Shakiri. ago, and it's this 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 team of just like huge guys who go around clapping people yeah, and you know and you put, put, Ch- put their studs in. Peter Check playing up top for them at some point. I'm like, oh man. You mean Peter you? Crouch? Or yeah. Peter Crouch, jeez, sorry, sorry. You should say Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I mean, I think that it was a good game. You know, seeing Rashford score. I just think that once again, it's you can't fault teams this year. There's gonna be a lot of teams who will drop points at Stoke. You know, because they're they're a very scrappy team, and like you said, they're like I said, like uh, both of us said, yeah. uh, four years ago, they're such this you know kick and run team with these large players. You know, now they have players like Shakiri, Hesse coming in. Yep. You had Bo, I mean, you had Bojan for a bit too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just these new, new generation. Guys, that were you I mean Stokes playing some decent soccer at sometimes it has to be said. So I mean, that was actually for once you know it's a pretty game, pretty uh, pretty good game to watch. I, I have agree. to say. I agree. 
All right, well, I mean, let's, let's talk about it now. Three exciting games for this week, for this, yep. this uh, coming, uh, coming week. What, uh, what are you excited to watch? Uh, well, we have Tottenham versus Dortmund coming up. That's tomorrow, yes. Yeah. So that would be that's Wednesday. Yeah. That would be after this post tomorrow, that's, yeah. That's one, of, that's one of the games that we're going to look forward to watching. So, yeah, I mean. We're, what are you, what's your prediction? My what prediction do you think? for that will be 2 on Dortmund. I want to see the wonder boy Pulisic get off the mark with that. You think, you think Dortmund can take the points away from home? At, Dortmund can take the points away from home. It's at Wembley, correct? It's there? at Wembley. Oh, cool, yeah. So I feel like uh, you have a Bamiyang, which is a lethal force, no yeah. matter who you're playing with the pace and turn, turning on the man. And then you also have a lot of players around them that can – yeah. provide for him. So. For me, I think that, you know, Dortmund coming to Wembley, I think Spurs will probably try their best to sell it out and be probably a lot of fans there. So I think the atmosphere will kind of be, you know, I mean, Dortmund used to play in that, that very uh, crazy atmosphere with their, their insane fans at, at, at home at the, uh, what's, Signal Laguna Park? Yeah. Laguna Park. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that it'll be 1-1, honestly, because, I mean, Dortmund have such great quality and they're, they're a very experienced I mean, team playing in Europe, obviously. And, uh, I mean, we'll see what Spurs, de- uh, what Spurs do. But I think that, honestly, Spurs won't take three points out of this. No. I, I can't see. No. And also you see Dortmund facing tougher op- opponents in their first two weeks of their their campaign playing Bayern Munich, right? So, yeah, Super yeah. Cup, yeah, the German yeah, Super, Super Cup. Cup yeah. yeah, so I feel like Dortmund will have a good game to put up. for. Okay, well, we'll see about that. Uh, what, what's this? Uh, I have this written down here. You have this, this Harry Kane goal record. I yeah. wanted to mention right. this. So you see Thierry Henry, his goal record for when he reached 100 goals, his game tally was at 189 games. So he had, he had 100 goals in 189, 189 games. games. That's yes. and, and, my uh, auto right there. And I have this proposition and question for you after I tell you this other stat, which is Harry Kane scored 100 goals 12 games in 12 games less than Thierry Henry. So that's 170. No, 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 169. Yeah, 169 games. That's, that's more than 12 games. That's what it said here. I don't know. So that's 20, 20 games less. 20 games. All right, 179 then. I'm sorry. Anyway, do you think Harry Kane is world class or will be world class? I think honestly, in order in order in order to answer that question, I think you have to see Spurs do something in in Champions League this year. Okay. Because when you when you talk about world class, you talk about players playing on the biggest stage. Right. And you know you've seen Harry Kane play his greatest in the in the EPL. Obviously, he scored some great goals. Yeah, I, I can say as an Arsenal fan because he has scored some brilliant goals. It has to be said, and he's been a lethal goal scorer. And uh, I think you can't say he's really much world class though until you kind of see him on the biggest stage, which is the Champions League. I mean, yeah, he he's a great player. You, yeah. you can't you can't deny that he scored some great goals. Like I said, but I think that you know in order to classify him as a world class striker, I think that. It's so important that Spurs do something in the Champions League this year because, you know, in the past they've kind of just came in the Champions League and they've just played and lost in the group stage or or did something. Yeah, but, you, yeah, you said one, 169 games. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> I can't fault Henri. I think Henri well, is honestly— you got to say at that point, the competition Thierry Henry was playing against in the Premier League was probably one of the elite and most golden ages of the Premier League. Oh, yeah, but also, but also you, you, Henri, you see Henri as such a world-class player, though, is because— like I said, he played so well in Europe. Yeah, he would all, thing is he was also drifting off to the side. He wasn't necessarily scoring all the time. He yeah, was providing yeah. as well. He was providing for Lindenberg. Yeah, I mean, although although Kane, although yeah, I have to say, although Kane has scored in faster games, right. I do think that. You mean you still classify Henri as one of the greatest strikers of all oh, time, yeah. just because of his dominance in Europe as well, not not just for Arsenal, for Barcelona yeah, as well. Yeah, of course, and he had a lot more in his locker than Harry Kane does, yeah. in my opinion. He has a lot more techers. He's a he's a lot quicker than Harry Kane is, and he has also has more strength, in my opinion. So okay, I feel like Harry Kane 
Harry Kane has a little bit of a work to do before we can call him world class. As you said, he needs to provide in the big games. Yep. So, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yep. I mean, that's definitely a big game to watch tomorrow in the Champions League Spurs versus, uh, versus Dortmund. But moving on, though, our next game we're excited for is Man U Everton. This is going to be actually a huge game. It's at Old Trafford. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Lukaku come back and play Everton. I mean, we'll be not He'll coming play, back. But, they're coming to him. To yeah, play. coming to him. Off, yeah, yeah, but then you see you see Rooney coming back to Old Trafford. Of course. Yeah. That's going to be, I mean, I think they'll give him a lot of respect. I think they'll definitely clap for him. He's a legend. Yeah. He's a legend for that club no doubt undoubtedly he's a legend that's where just like I don't think he'll be disrespected in any way for leaving no. you know he had he was the right time to leave Man U obviously to go back to Everton that was he his boyhood his, club he put his shift in yeah. and you know how the English fans get once your players get a little bit older they don't really have that much respect they're just trying to see like okay you did your role for us, but I don't think you'll fit in our system anymore. That that was sort of the Man United view on it. And this. even even him too, he he felt like it was his time to yeah. move back to some kind of, to a new challenge. He said, and to uh to, you know to his boyhood club that he played that he that he actually started out for. Uh, what do you uh, what do you see the outcome of this game well, being? I, I see a three one to Man United. I see a brace from Lukaku, and I see either a goal from uh, well if Pogba might play because he's a seventy five percent chance of playing because he has a hamstring injury. Was his hamstring bad tonight? I mean, we'll we'll brush to you on obviously you'd mentioned the hamstring Pogba actually we're watching uh, the Champions League earlier today he actually uh, hurt his hamstring again yeah, so it's Basel right yeah it was a little he just had a little bit of an overextension I don't think it was anything serious in that but I think that he would he might actually play but I feel like anyway I think that the, he might get on the score sheet if he's given the opportunity to play this weekend Okay, well, I mean, for me, I definitely think, man, you would definitely take all three points. I mean, it's at at, at uh, Old Trafford. They look lethal at Old Trafford so far. I'd, I'd have to say 3-1 to Man U. I mean, I'd just say 3-1, though, because I think Rudy might score against... Rudy uh, might score, yeah. That, yeah. that was the thing. Because you, you saw him score against City. That, yeah, was, that, so was, that was the one thing. Classic. Was, yeah. <laughs> so I, I think, honestly, he'll probably pull a goal out of the hat just knowing knowing how Rudy is. I, I think, uh, but still, though, man, you look absolutely fantastic still. They they played great against Basel today. Lukaku scored again. Rashford scored again. Yep. In Rashford, a, he... And go, speaking about Rashford, Rashford actually scored on all of his debuts. After scoring, after scoring tonight, he's, he has scored on all of the debuts that he that he has been given. So he is a rising star, star for sure. Definitely. And then uh, we should say mention to our third uh, match. To look forward to is the PSG Lyon game this weekend in League One. Um, I think this is definitely PSG's. I mean, although they've looked so so great so far, I think this is definitely the best team that PSG will face so far in the in the league in League mm-hmm. One, obviously. And then in Champions League too, because they just played they played Celtic tonight. It was five yeah, zero easy five, and dominant display. Obviously, it was, it yeah, was, it was. You got to say, as we mentioned before, Cavani was pulling his. Pulling his weight. Uh, well, we'll talk about his stats later, yeah. but I mean, I, I want to. I, I just want to brush off this real fast before we talk about Neymar Cavani Mbappe, in a bit. That combination. Yeah, I, I just, I just think that it's definitely their first, you know, large test. In the uh, so yeah, we'll definitely see what what happens with that. Um, you know, it's, they've been, they've they've been pretty uh pretty good so far. Uh, in League One, I mean, they've won by such large margins so far. But I think that this will be a lot closer. I mean, what what are you what are you predicting for this game? Well, I predict a two 0 win to PSG. I think it's just going to be a safe game for them. That I they might not go out all full guns blazing. In my opinion, they might just uh, give a little rest to some of the big guns and let the younger guys take care of the work. I said four 0 at first, but you know now that I think about it, I do think it should be a much closer of a game. I said two zero to PSG. Also, I mean, I I don't see them losing this obviously. Nope. I mean, their their defense also. I mean, you they, you got you got to give them a little bit of credit. The defense has been pretty good. You know, they've conceded only a few goals in the past few games so far. And I, I mean, I definitely do think PSG will come away with a clean yep. sheet against. It's gonna yeah. be, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be easy, but it's gonna be one of the. Little... And I mean, they're they're at home also too. Yeah, so yeah. they're all, always dominated at home. Their home record is unbelievable. I don't know what the numbers are, but they usually always win at home. Okay, well, yeah. uh, 
let's uh let's talk about a stand-up performer of the week. I mean, you know, we usually do this. We both have our we highlight one of our favorite players of the week. Alan, who is your stand-up performer of the um, week for this week? As I was gonna say before, Cavani is my um, stand-up performer of the week. So we actually looked through his stats, Cavani's stats. It's unbelievable. Unreal. I, I cannot. It, I, I, I cannot think remember. the thing the thing for me is you know I I have to. I kind of agree with this. I mean, I, I think someone who has played better this week, but I mean, I think that Cavani in the past, in the seasons so far, there's been so much hype over Mbappe and Neymar being, you know, coming in this such expensive duo. He is the unsung hero. Exactly. And, you, and there's just been no mention of Cavani. We look back, he has nine goals in six games yeah. in League One plus one game in the, in the Champions League so far. And this is just, uh, today was actually his third game in a row with two goals. Yep. And you're going to see, I, when I was watching. Um, when Neymar entered the stage at PSG when he wasn't playing, Cavani was still providing for him. He was he was getting in the right positions and using all of his um his poacher techniques to put the ball in the back of the net. So regardless of who he, he, he scores goals. Exactly. He scores goals, yeah. yeah. Regardless regardless of who he's playing with or who he's playing for, he'll score goals. Yeah. I, I definitely think you have Cavani now, so he had two goals today, two goals in the weekend. That's four goals in the week. I mean, but you look at Messi though, best Messi, player in the world. Oh, man. <laughs> He had five oh, goals in two games. He had a hat trick versus Espanyol, and he had two goals tonight against Juventus. That's my stand perform of the week. You know, I just think that Cavani, yes, he does. He had those goals, but I think that you know Messi's goals that he scores are just unreal. Yeah, you Cavani, see, he's you a saw poacher. The, yeah. You saw the first one that Messi scored with how he how he how he nutmegged the center back to score that goal to ping it right to the far corner, far right corner. It's unreal. He, kn- I feel like he just knows. And like, even even his first goal, that that ball, yeah. it was just opens up his. It was it wasn't shot so quickly. No. It just kind of just rolled and right. rolled, and Buffon didn't move. No, because he knew that it was he's he's not going to get that reach on it because it's literally in the top. Most, bottom, yeah, it's bottom, the, I'm bottom. At the, t- the bottom most farthest corner that you can reach and that you cannot get as a goalkeeper. Unreal. Well, we're going to take a break real quick. We'll be back to you guys in about a minute or so. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> well, uh, we just talked about best performers. We're going to talk about worst performers now of the week. Um, Billy, I mean, who's your worst performer for this week? Uh, it was definitely you. Well, I, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> no, pretty, you're, you're doing a great job, Alan. Uh, no, <laughs> well, my, so far, me mistaking Peter Cech for Peter Crouch is probably the worst performer, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, do, you're doing an awful job, man. Um, I mean, you definitely should get off his yeah. podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking for a stand-in. Um, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, my, my worst performer, to be honest, I had to say Real Madrid. Uh, I mean, you look at, they've had, what, two, two home draws in a row, two weeks yeah. in a row. And then you had Marcelo get sent off in the end, a red card out of just frustration. Kicked it. I'm that was a temper tantrum. He literally, like, kung fu kicked the guy. Where, the where's Ronaldo been, too? I mean, I've, uh, Lucas Vasco had a single goal against, uh, what, they played uh, Valencia home? Or no? Yeah, Lucas Vasco, he saved that game. Um, against Levante. Oh, Levante, that's who it was, yeah. yeah. It was um, I, I have to say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't think that, I mean, you just look at the score sheet and where's Ronaldo, where, where is Ramos scoring that bullet header from a corner kick, you know, where, where is the, the dominant Real Madrid at home, too? I mean, they don't look that, they don't look that great, honestly. I mean, I don't know, I guess they're exhausted from the 
previous week from international, international break. break, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've they, 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 that is a good point actually because you know they have so many key players who do play internationally. I mean, all that's the time. Gonna, too. That's how you're going to suffer as a big team like that. Exactly, you're, you're going to have all right sixty percent of your. That's, team. that's a great point actually. Yeah, because you know the, the small. Yeah, the small teams have these guys. You know, they stay. They stay in train. Right. They're still at at their club. You know, they're not in team hall. They're still they're training every day. A lot of people probably have this misconception of a you know they him being and, lazy or him being not a key player. But all right, you're, he's flying. X amount of miles to go play for his yeah, national yeah, team. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, but just like Training. I think, I think, I think what I was gonna say though, I think that the misconception though is that they think, uh, which people in general think that you know during international break, the, the players who don't go on international break, they're just chilling. No, no they're they, training every they, day. they train every day. They're in their making clubs. sure when the guys get back, they're trying to get in that space that what the guys were going. They're trying yeah, because to... I mean, usually I guess your starters are probably leaving to go on international of break. Course. Where I mean, your your other guys from the bench probably who don't play as much are probably not getting those calls up exactly. to the national team. Exactly. Well, I mean, for, as my worst performer, I mean, I hope to see Real Madrid uh, respond in the Champions League coming up soon uh, this week. Uh, who was your worst, worst performer of the well, week? Unfortunately, it's Sadio Mane with him getting. Well, today I just heard that he got a three match ban, and uh, that puts Liverpool's chances in jeopardy for the next three weeks. Me, him. All right, maybe it gives one. Maybe it gives Oxide Chamberlain that opportunity to play. You know. Oh my God! Can we please not talk about this anymore? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I do think that you know. I think that we talked about the game earlier, but I do think in in the end the the, the red card did ruin their chances of you know yeah. coming out of that game with 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 any kind of result. But I think that three match ban is is, is rough because he's one of their key attacking players going forwards. And uh, you know, I think that actually, like you said, Oxide Chamberlain now definitely just, should just because just because of what. Happened. I actually traded him out of my fantasy team. I actually got him out of my fantasy team because of what happened. Well, you're you're a big uh, you're a big fantasy player uh, in fantasy EPL. We're looking at the dream team right now. Um, I mean, what are what are some of the best players from this week uh, in the fantasy EPL? I mean, what well, would you tell us? Let's start with the goalkeeper, Rob Elliott. Um, he's it's at Newcastle, right? He's a Newcastle player. Yeah, so he's the cheapest goalkeeper goalkeeper option. Um, but he is also the highest scoring in game week four after claiming a back to back clean sheet. Um, over a one nil win over Swansea, um, Newcastle aren't the greatest team though. No, you have, no. Has to be said. Well, you're also going to say Swansea as well. Swansea's all, Swansea's also lacking right now, and they just picked up Renato Sanchez from. What do you think of his debut? Un, I don't know. Unsatisfactory. Unsatisfactory for me. I just, okay. I just think he, he, he was just. He looked. He looked. Uh, he, he did look good in the ball. Looked very comfortable in the ball. He but his look, passing, his passing, I have to say, was not up to par with no. what I thought would be coming from a Bayern Munich player. Yeah, it was statistical for me, to be honest. As but a whole. he, I do think though. I mean, I think he'll he'll play a good part in uh, Swansea, hopefully staying above. Uh, above the relegation zone this year, but I I think that you know he's a very good young talent who who should he you know, should have, thing is it, it being his home debut he wanted to, he want he should be able to show the fans all right I'm here for you guys to make you guys a better team but it didn't seem like that this past weekend I I, I agree but I I do think that though that I mean he did have a decent debut it wasn't wasn't anything special wasn't anything awful you know he he's definitely gonna gonna hopefully give some goals I mean he, he, his style is. Very similar to the style of the EPL. I mean, the you do have the the Bundesliga, which is it seems a lot more methodical. You know, you have Bayern who pass the ball for ninety percent of the game and, and made it made his life easier in Bayern. Exactly, he he was he was the head he was on the head honcho team where he was just gonna be playing in it. He won't be playing in and out. He'd be playing often, but he would be playing against teams that aren't really as strong, which gave the other stronger players in that Bayern team a, a break. So. I mean, I, I must ask then though, what uh what league do you think? I mean, because I think. I have to say, I think that, you know, the EPL has some of the most diverse players from all over the world. 
what league do you think coming from is the easiest to adapt in the EPL to? Because, you know, it's a very tough league. Like, you've, for me, I've, I've, I watched Ozil and Sanchez week in, week out. And, you know, I think Ozil struggled a lot coming from Real Madrid, where yeah. it's, where La Liga, it's very, you know, well, a lot swag, of passing. Well, swagger is different. Not, not as physical, though, but, I mean, I, I think he really struggled. But, I mean, what do you think is the easiest league, or, I mean, even toughest league, too, to come, come from the EPL and, 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 and produce? Come, well, I would say maybe the Serie A. To come to come to the EPL, yeah, or toughest because it well, it's the I feel like it's the easiest league to come from because it's the more most. What def- what players from from the Serie A though? I mean, have well, you done- saw Matteo Dar- Darmian from uh, Manchester United coming. He's, what has he done though? Well, he's been in. He's been he's been an okay been defender. Team, but I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying, um, different players that come in defensively are that come from a defensive league are gonna have a better time. Okay, I, but I I feel like either it's between the Serie A or the La Liga because La Liga. You're seeing that a more technical influence is in the Premier League nowadays than it was maybe. 10 yeah, years it's ago. it's definitely very physical. But I mean, as we said though, it, it is definitely one of the leagues where I mean, you you have to have that bright spot in the game where mm-hmm. it's it's physical for ninety for I must eighty five minutes, and then all the five minutes you need is just that that the spark finesse. where it, the, the finesse of the spark where it's a moment of brilliance that separates the two teams where right. separates the Stoke City between a Man U where it's a rainy day in Stoke. And 85 minutes of the game is Stoke bombing the ball down your throat. And you have five minutes of, you know, Lukaku doing something insane. Or, you know, even Dean Maria when he played for whatever his stint was when he played. Okay, that, that insane chip versus Leicester back then. That was, that was um, yep. a brilliant, yeah. But, I mean, for me, I, I do think that it, it's tough. That's a tough question. I mean, I think, I think it's a cool question to answer. Yeah, no, I, I mean, think it's definitely hit like and miss. How about because, you? Yeah, what is yeah, your I mean, I think it's a hit and a miss because there's been so many players from so many different leagues who came to the EPL. But just like if you look at the countries too, you've had Brazilian players like Robinho. He came to to City and he did absolutely nothing. Like he his he, first was, month was okay, but like the rest of the time it was basically no, yeah. he, was, he was a ghost. But then you have a Brazilian like Willian who comes and it is just it. Un, unreal. Yeah, like that's where like I mean I watch the of, of all the leagues. I think that you know where we live or just like what kind of uh, television we have. It's the easiest to watch the most amount of the uh, English Premier League, which is why see we talk about it so much is because it's the most that we watch. Yeah. Which is why I mean that's why the Champions League now though because we can see these teams more often you know at a higher level too. So I mean I, I definitely think that it's definitely uh, there's been so many players from from so many different countries that have come to play in the EPL and I think that you know definitely Brazilians are it's a hit or miss. That's my main yeah. thing, my main point there. Or just like you know you have a lot of German players too. A like, great example for a player that's been a, around the league and came back to the league is actually Chicharito. Oh oh yeah, yeah. Chicharito coming. Coming away from Manchester United, he was even at Madrid for 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 a he period was of time as well. For a good period, a good period of time, and then he went to Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen, yeah, he's been what La Liga, you know, Leverkusen that's in the Bundesliga, and then yep. back to the EPL again with uh, with West Ham. Now, I think that you know he's it's, made the full circle. Yeah. So I feel like he's he's making and not. I'm not. I'm not. All right, he only had two points in game week four, which is this past weekend. But in the, fan, in the fantasy, in the fantasy, world, yeah. in the fantasy world, what we're talking. But I feel like he has a good influence on the team when he plays. No matter what it is, definitely. Okay, well, uh, I mean, that's that's just our little take there on a on what's called our best worst performance. Kind of went to a kind of went off into a uh, tangent, a, a tangent there. But uh, that was kind of cool. But uh, our next thing we have here, uh, we with the return of the Champions League, it's cool to see you know, our fair teams playing again. My question for that though is, who do you who's your final this year in the Champions League, and who do you think is going to win? Well, I want to see Neymar play Barcelona. I want to see PSG Barcelona in the final. But do you, you want to see him, or do you think they're going to make it there? Oh. The looking at what happened tonight, PSG look unstoppable. All right, you're gonna say all right. They play, but who have they played so far? They right? played Celtic. Celtic. All right, and Celtic Mets. You know, the, Mets. Yeah, and 
those are not going to say too loose. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not top teams that you're going to expect to play in the semifinal or the quarterfinals of the Champions League. But I'm going to say that those teams usually pack it in. Usually pack their their tactic playing against bigger teams is to pack it in, and it seems like so the defense hasn't been tested. The much defense yet, hasn't been tested at all. But you're going to you have Marquinhos and Thiago Silva. And Who are they'll be ready, obviously. They'll be ready, yeah, because they're always on their toes. They, and imagine what it's like in practice for those guys. Playing against that front three of Neymar, Cavani, and um, Mbappe. That is true. That's, you, yeah, that, that's playing, definitely one of the you're things. You're playing that... against elite players okay. in practice, and I feel like you're, gonna ha- you're, you're being tested okay. in, week in, week out, and just in case, just in the slightest chance in the French League that PSG gets – a, a a ball played into their own um, defensive okay. half. Well, uh, well, I mean, along with this PSG Barca final, I mean, you have to look at the the collapse of PSG last year in the Champions League. I mean, Bar Neymar leaving leaving Barca, it's the, it's the same attack they're going against the same defense pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, what do you you you, you generally do you think that PSG's defense can stop Barcelona this year in the final? Oof. And even even Barcelona right. or. It, that's a hard one for me, but I feel like when it comes to be when you see Neymar performing finals sometimes hit or miss. He's very hit or miss with those situations, and you're gonna see that Neymar has been more providing in finals these couple past seasons. Like for example, the Olympics, the um, what other the I don't want to say. He played pretty well in the Champions League final two, played, two years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. He he actually was. Did he open the Did he open the scoring for that game? It was, or was Na- it? Neymar or Suarez. I forgot. It, it was, was one of them. It was either one of those. But I feel like Neymar usually produces in finals, and I feel that Messi he will sort of clam up and not really provide Interesting. as much. Interesting. That's, that's what that's my where, take is. That, that's where I mean. I I do think my my prediction is I do think Barcelona will win this year. But I mean, I do think PSG is a phenomenal team this year. I mean, their attack looks devastating. But I mean, I, I just can't see them win the Champions League yet because I think they're not tested week in week out enough. Are they too young? Are no, they too it's not too young. I just, I just don't think that PSG is tested. You know, week in week out enough to to say that they're an elite team. I mean, they do have a, a such an expensive attack, a expensive team. You know, expensive all over the place. But I mean, you look at the breakdown, the the, the amount that they had last year against Barcelona. Yeah. You're just losing, just losing the deficit. But they you had. also see, but you also see the, the 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 score that they did put up that first that first like. Uh, it's possible. You it is, saw it, it's it possible. Is, it is possible, but I think I mean Barcelona at their best with, with Messi and I mean, just Suarez now. Then you have Dembele. I mean, I think that once once he gets into his groove, I, I don't think that you can stop them against PSG because okay. you just uh, for me I I can't see PSG. I mean I mean yes, they definitely will either win the group or come second place in the group, but I I can't see them. Uh, I mean, going to win the final, that's just a big step, you know. Fair. Mbappe, it's a fair Mbappe fair. In, in two, three years, Neymar two, three years, will probably be some of the best players in the world or close to, close to that. I think Mbappe will win the Ballon d'Or in six years. Six years, fair enough. Six years. But, I mean, this is right now, though, and I don't think that I – mean, he's a great player and, and so is Neymar, but I don't think that they're going to win the Champions League this year. I think that my final is All Barcelona, right. Real Madrid – I think that you'll see. You know, I mean, a classical final, exactly. With okay. Ronaldo, I think. I think Ronaldo will, will step up this year. He will show that, like, I mean, he's still there. He's getting old, obviously. Do you think but he like, deserves the Ballon d'Or this year? Do you think he deserves it? <sighs> that's a, that's such a hard conversation because you know you have Messi and Ronaldo there every year, and it just seems that one game it's Messi who's scoring a hat trick, next game you got Ronaldo scoring a hat trick, and just it's swinging back and forth. So, I mean, that's definitely a tough question. But did you see? Well, I'm gonna say this: the Ronaldo produced more. 
um, trophies these past couple of years. I think I do think that I think that definitely the the you way think they that weighs they think that weighs more predominantly in in Ronaldo's favor then if you're looking to yeah, make a vote for the, for de- the definitely the way the way they vote and you weigh way you weigh for votes and however they vote for Bolando I I do think that you know trophies are a big indicator of of if you productivity yeah, of you, how yeah, exactly, what yeah, you're doing exactly. in the club because okay. when when Ronaldo Ronaldo won the uh, the the Euro Cup obviously what two two three years ago with Portugal yep they he got the Bolando that year obviously and I I think that you know it's definitely a huge indicator I'm, I'm based on who, who wins but I I think that him you know, also his, winning the Champions League last year. Yeah, but in his prime though, it's it's definitely coming to an end though. But I think that he definitely has what two, three good seasons left of him. Where I mean, he'll still be on top. Where yeah. how old is he now? Is he thirty two? I believe he's thirty two. Thirty two. So he definitely has you know some some good years left in him before you know it's time for him to to move on. Eventually, we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, yeah, I, I have to. Just have say, you seen his FIFA rating? What is it? What is his FIFA rating this year? Ninety four. Are you excited? For, oh God! And not, you want to know what Messi's is? What's Messi? Ninety three. Wow. So. You, I think eventually you got. Well, do you just, think that's fair? Uh, for me, you know, I, I'm not a big ultimate team player. Where you know you strive for those players. Don't, yeah, don't. <laughs> but let's, I, let's I think, not get into. I think I think eventually <laughs> you, you have to score these guys equal ratings because they're just such phenomenal players, and it, it, like the debate goes on whether Ronaldo's better, Messi's better. You know, Messi they're scores. They're both phenomenal. We'll just leave. We'll just. I'm not. All right, you can you can continue what you're saying, but I feel like they're both phenomenal, and they both put a great show on for us kids in the 21st century. And and it's gonna be a story to tell my grandkids of how they are, how what great players they were when when I was a kid. So, as oh, well, you were I saying, mean, I, I should finally ask them though. What's your if you said those ratings from FIFA? What do you think is Messi and Ronaldo's actual FIFA rating? All right. Well, I mean, I'm a big FIFA player, so I mean, I could say I I honestly think that EA Sports should just kind of call it call it a day and just give them even ratings, ninety five, ninety five. Because you know, just like it goes back and forth. Like, it, I, I don't think it's fair to score. Neymar Ronaldo. was high, oh, not Neymar. Sorry, Messi was higher two years ago than Ronaldo. It go, yeah, exactly. It's just at some point, it it's, at some point, you should just call it. You know, this person the best player in the world, or they're they're just as good as each of other. Of course. And I mean, with the live, with, I mean, they do have. I think that was cool to see them implement like the live stats where one game. If you're informed, the player goes up. Yeah, and if, it's, yeah. it's it's called the one to watch card. So people who are not uh, familiar with Ultimate Team, there's certain cards that give you the that are given each week that are called uh, Team of the Week cards, which will enhance their stats by maybe two or three points and their overall rating by three points. And there's also these one to watch cards that are basically transfer cards of new players that yeah. are coming into the new teams, and if they get an inform. Or a team of the week card, their one to watch card will be upgraded as well. So uh, someone's excited for FIFA 18. I mean, <laughs> I promise myself I'm I'm not gonna get it, and I I'm not, I don't think it's a good. I enjoy playing it, but it gets me too frustrated. I'll be honest. <laughs> the time. I I love I love I've always loved FIFA. I've had it since like '06 back in the day. Yep. And I I think that I mean one of my favorite things is career mode, which is why like I I know all these names of players. Yep. And, you know, it's, are you gonna it, play the journey? Oh, I, 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 oh, I love seventeen. I love the journey. I played that nonstop for a, uh, I'd probably say two weeks straight, yeah. and I finished it. I mean, the demo came out today, so if you if you're done all your homework tonight, I'll let you play some of the journey. <laughs> well, I'll spank you in FIFA any day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see. All right, well, we'll see. There, there's a little a little stint on FIFA there, but uh, let's get some final thoughts real quick on this week. Uh, Alan, what's uh, what's your takeaways from this week? Oh wow. Well, 
Someone wasn't happy with the U.S. this past. Oh yeah, past I, we week. must we must mention too. You know, you had the U.S. This men's past. We were, we were talking about in episode one. They were playing while we're talking about podcasts. They were playing. They Honduras, ended up tying right? Honduras. Yeah, one one. Uh, that was away from home though. But I mean, that was after a disappointing, you know, fixtures. But they lost to Costa Rica at home, and then oh, it was two zero. Yeah. And then they tied Honduras away from home one one. So I mean, what's what's this Alexi Lawless thing I, I hear about? You, I mean, you can pull up the clip. All right, you, let's, pull, let's, you pull up the clip and let's. Uh, let's do this real quick. Open oh, everyone. Tim Howard, Tim, the Belgium game ended three years ago. We need you to save the ball now. Jeff Cameron, clean it up or let's get someone who will. Clint Dempsey, yeah, you're a national team legend. Now we need you to be a national team leader. Michael Bradley, the U.S. does not need you to be zen. The U.S. needs you to play better. Josie Altidore, is this really as good as it gets? Because it's still not good enough. Bruce Arena, Bruce, Jurgen Klinsmann lost at home to Mexico. You lost at home to Costa Rica. This is now all on you, not Jurgen. Oh, and by the way, to all the guys that I didn't mention, it because you don't even warrant to mention. That includes you too, Wonder Boy. So, wow. what are you guys going to do? Are you going to continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? You are a soccer generation that has been given everything. You are a soccer generation who is on the verge of squandering everything. So, now it's time to pay it back. Make us believe again. You don't owe it to yourselves. You owe it to us. And get off my lawn. I'm not listening to him. And get off my lawn. That's the best part of that one. I, I honestly, I have to say, I don't like Alexi Lawless. I just hear him blab on the Champions League, on you know, on Fox Sports. Oh my god, I just want that guy to stop talking. I used to, to listen to him on Periscope. Oh god, when I was when I was back in my community college. Okay, days, well, I would go listen to him on Periscope. And what do you What do you think of his comments on US well, national accurate. team? He's completely accurate. You definitely think so. It's com- com- completely appropriate for what the US are given. As a team, you know, it says right here up next in this video, obviously, where it's yeah. a clip. It said there's always an excuse with the U.S. men's national soccer team. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I don't, they're running out of excuses. You can only you can only go so far to say, OK, we'll give you a new coach. We we'll give you good. I wonder, kid. <laughs> I wonder, kid. Yeah. You, you, as you said, you, owe it to your, you don't owe it to yourselves. You owe it to the fans that come in. And support you not only in the big stages, but you saw what what the atmosphere was at Red Bull Arena. It was packed, and they des- and the U.S. deserves deserves to the U.S. fans deserve to have better quality. So that's my thought. Okay, well, I mean, I, I'll I'll quickly respond to that. I don't think that you know I think that Alexi Laws is accurate in what he's saying, but I just think that you know out of context, I don't think that you know a former Mets national team player. It should be saying kind of words like that. That's just like it, it, the player's going to hear that because you know it's he's on you know media where he's very popular. Yeah. Or he's he 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 gets he gets out there basically. I should say I wouldn't say he's the most popular figure, but I do say he will get out there. And he's, he's that a will speaking, get back to the players. He's a speaking point. He's a speaking point yeah. for U.S. soccer because he's done a lot. He's he was that one of those first players to play abroad. He was one of the first players to play in the in the Serie A when it was back when it was amazing. Okay. Uh, like I said, though, still is amazing. I'm just saying the quality was a lot higher yeah. when he played there. Like I said, though, I just as a person though, and just the way he you know commentates, it's just it's exhausting. Listen to him talk. So hearing that, it's just like so come you think, on. You like, just think he's too harsh on them. Definitely. I mean, just the way he talks, and I mean, yes, like they should be playing better, but you shouldn't have a former men's national player coming out and, and saying something like that. Like 
That's just that's just rude. Not throwing, for it, throwing, you know? throwing dirt on them. And I mean, yeah, it's just it's just very rude. And you you hear the tone of his voice. He just sounds angry. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it's frustrating stuff. But you shouldn't be calling call these players not Zen or is this yeah. it or it, it's crazy. Like, do you think Michael Bradley and Josie Alto are good enough for our national team? I mean, who is better than them? Like, you can't really Bobby Wood. Okay, but I'm saying in terms of Michael Bradley, though he he scored some he scored some great goals for the men's national team, and he's had his moments. But I just feel like ever since his Papa came into the coaching Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too circuit. big of U.S. men's national fans. That's a tough question His for me. His dad going to the coaching circuit made him sort of a a, a back, a, a three, a, a prong and a three, a three prong stool where he would always be the support. He would always be that player to be in the pool for the national team when it ever came, come around. So I think that he's not, Michael Bradley's not good enough. I don't think he's one of those players that makes an, makes an immediate impact every time he plays. Okay. That's, your, that's good final thoughts of the week. Uh, yeah. For me, I, I have to say that it was honestly good to see, you know, the big teams get back to normal. Yep. Not not just Arsenal, but just everyone. Just every every league, every opportunity for all these players to play again, and no matter what the league is, no matter what the competition is. I, I have the saying here. You said Sanity is back. Sanity is back. Yeah, we have, now we have, you know, UCL, Champions League, week in, week out, Europa League, week in, week out, Premier League, week out, League One, you name it. Now it's it's there, week in, week out. You know, it's it's awesome to finally be able to talk about this, like, every week <laughs> because we have new, new stories happening every single day you know once especially once Jan- january comes it'll be interesting to see you know, i'll be i'll be salivating at the time to find new new uh stories to look at oh but. yeah i think that you know like you said like it was so interesting to see you know these, these new signings being being playing for their new teams you know they've they've been gelling you have to say you know yep. neymar and mbappe we always talk about obviously but you know you look past that you know you had you know what's a uh, dembele coming no right into barca there's yeah. no friction and Nothing. i'm and i'm happy i'm happy that it's sort of dangerous with the money that neymar's been offered it's sort of all right you saw it a little bit at the end of the celtic I saw a little bit at the end of the Celtic PSG game today that Neymar's ego, I feel like, was inflated a little bit, and he wouldn't shake hands with any of the Celtic players, which I find is a little sad by my by my standards. Yeah, come on, Neymar, do better, Neymar. Yeah, dude, come you on. You hear me? No, two, he doesn't. He doesn't hey, hear I me. Would, well, I don't know, maybe. But, <laughs> no, but two hundred and what is it? Two hundred and fifty-five million pounds or euros for his for his contract, and he, I feel like his uh, his ego is. Enlarged a little bit. So. Okay. Well, I mean, what was your? You you have here that the uh, Sandy's back like we talked about, but I mean, bar that though, can you can you think of your most important thing you learned from this week? From this week? Yeah. Well, I'll put, I'll, I'll put you in the spot. Put over me here, on the but spot. I mean, <laughs> but it's all right. Well, um, like I said, though, like, I feel like I f- let's go back to saying that the signings are making impacts. Who's your? For, who's the, your... Most, for the most part. Okay, well, look away, look away for a second from you know our normal PhD name, Neymar Mbappe. Who's been your, your obviously your biggest Chupo impact? He's a, he's a new signing for Stoke. Might might be, in, but Chupo Moting or Hesse Hesse so far Hesse. Yeah, we 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 touched on that Hesse earlier. Hesse at Stoke. You know how how uh, how Stoke are having these new this kind of I wouldn't say new generation, but I mean they're bringing these new players to kind of revolutionize the way they actually play, and you know, it's kind of nice to see for once. You know, a team like Stoke City who are actually playing soccer. <laughs> of course. That's kind of cool. All right, well, I mean, do I have any, any, do you have any last words to say before we wrap this up? Uh, well, my co-host actually scored a goal this past week, which is pretty pretty nice, I got to say. He got he got through on a through ball, um, got on the end of it, and then slotted it. So congratulations to Billy Rogers scoring for Gallaudet two years in a row. So against. good for him. Scoring against, yeah. I mean, 
Nice to score a goal always, you know, score a college goal. That yeah. was pretty cool. But, uh, I mean, shout out to you for coming to watch. You, you and my dad hey. and my mom there. Was, and my girlfriend also. That was I'm awesome. I'm your number dude. one fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it. No, I, 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 text, I texted Alan after the game, and, uh, you know, I thank you for being there. You know, it's, it's always great to have support. I, I can't wait to be back. That's the wonder thing. I, I want to be back, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that when another episode. But uh, we, we really appreciate you guys coming and listening to our podcast. Uh, Come back again next Tuesday for another busy week in the soccer world. Once again, you can follow us on uh, 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 at Views FTTL. That's on Twitter. That's on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook, newly on Facebook. We just set one up today, correct, Billy? It's, uh, yes, just, sir. Just, just search Views from the Touchline and support our blog by go- logging on to ViewsFTTL. Dot wordpress.com okay well I, th- I appreciate you getting us in that little outro there yeah uh, uh, just uh, another mention too you can access our podcast by searching views from the touchline on either SoundCloud or Blueberry and we hope to be on iTunes this coming week uh, I'll, I'll be updating this on our social media obviously if it happens I'll definitely you know post, post a link to our yep. you know our iTunes official podcast that'd we, be, that'd we be really so cool. appreciate when you guys share these things because it, it yeah. gets us more more um, noticed and gets our word out better. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that through SoundCloud you can leave comments and stuff. Uh, but uh, once once it goes through iTunes, if you actually leave ratings, it boosts our podcast. It, you know, so. it, it, it makes it us it, more it, better yeah. known into the community of podcasting. Even though we're only two episodes in, we we appreciate all the support you guys have been putting in. And uh, I was looking back in the SoundCloud the other day. We have like almost. I think it's almost 100 views in the first episode. That's very nice. <laughs> coming coming from like doing this this project and stuff where I would post blog articles maybe two years ago, I'd get 15 views have, in an article. Have people been coming up to you and been like, hey, man, I enjoy your podcast around the campus? I, I actually uh, was in class the other day, and uh, my professor, I, I take a, I'm a communication major, okay. communication major, and we were talking about media and how, you know, media literacy and how people, you know, absorb Communic- media. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he actually asked about if anyone in the class podcast or blog. Oh, wow. And, and there is this very awkward, like, five-second silence where, you know, everyone's looking around and stuff, and I'm over here raising my hand slowly, slowly. I'm like, yeah, you know, I have a blog and a podcast. I just started. You know, my shy little, like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but- so that, that was pretty cool to kind of share that. But, I mean, I think that. If we if this blows up, it'd be it'd be awesome. Oh, but man. Uh, it would be great. I will. I mean, feel free to share us with anyone who loves a beautiful game or just wants to get updated on all things soccer. Um, it was it was great to be here again. Have a great week. Thanks, we'll see guys. you next Tuesday. Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye.